1: Welcome to the Laney Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. And Sasha and I are here yes. with our first celebrity guest the on Leb the podcast. And our friend.
2: <laughs> would we call it a celebrity guest? We
1: would. And wait a minute, we haven't even introduced you. Well, we are here with Dan Levy, yes. the star Everybody. of Shits Creek, the showrunner, the writer, the actor, actor the of Shits Creek. The CSA award-winning show Shit's <laughs> Creek. So yes, you're a celebrity.
2: Okay. Hi, everybody.
1: Welcome, Welcome Dan, and soft, our friend, and our friend. Voice for all of
2: you this afternoon. We had a hookup.
1: We did have a hookup. He is our friend. You are our friend. Thanks for being I'm so here. So happy
2: to be here.
1: In our very professional setup in we my living room. We never get to room. see each
2: other. So if this is what it takes, then this is what it I takes. I love it every
1: week. Then every, every week, week you can I be our celebrity here. host. Every week. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get started with answering our reader questions. Mm-hmm. The topic of gossip right now, I'm so glad you're here because we love to gossip. It is, you are a celebrity expert as well as being a celebrity. We have talked about celebrities throughout our entire friendship. We need to talk about Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. Right. You were in the hotel, like you were (laughs) staying because you shared this on social media.
2: I did. So the... I guess the, the love tour that was happening, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be honest, I'm getting behind 100%. Yes. Which wow, I'm going to get behind it. Why? Because great for them. We'll get into that in a second. They, we didn't know what was happening. So I was in Rome with my family on a trip, um, which is a whole other podcast.
1: <laughs> traveling, <laughs> traveling with your family traveling in your 30s.
2: airport <laughs> With my family is an experience to be had. Um, But we got to our hotel in Rome, and there was a gentleman sitting outside a door to a hotel that was down the hall from where we were staying, and I I at first thought, like, is it someone from some kind of mafia, like, who's being protected (laughs) here? Because there's, like, a man sitting outside a door, like, doing a crossword and not looking friendly. Right. You know, like... There's an intimidation factor to a security guard guarding yeah. a hotel room. Like, what's going on? Will I be killed? What's happening? Is my life in danger? Turns out, a crowd started forming outside the hotel. And I'm thinking, okay, someone's staying here. Maybe it's, like, some Italian pop star. Who knows? And finally, like, a, a teen, like, a lovely 15-year-old Italian girl comes. Do you speak English? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I, I do. And she goes... Do you know if a Taylor Swift is staying in the hotel? <laughs> and I was like, "This is my terrible Italian accent, by the way." Oh,
1: and I was well, like, "Yes, Dan does the best accents, and you'll have to do and my best." Can you do, you can you do worst. one? Can you do that in an Australian accent? No, I can't. Just do, do, a... just do it. They're I'm in Australia a... now. Okay, just are do they it. in are they Australia? They landed so in Give Australia. Is yeah, Taylor like...
2: Swift in your hotel? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna try and do a... H- it. Have a girl? you seen Taylor Swift? <laughs> Where's Tyler? See? Let's look See, for Tyler line. around the... Hu- I can't say high, t- high town. No. This is the worst. This is the best. And there's probably some Australians there that are like, great, you've ruined our culture. Um, anyway,
1: sorry, a little Italian. Okay, terrible so d-
2: diversion. T- so, Italian
1: teenager needs... Have you to- seen a Taylor Swift? <laughs> yes.
2: And I said, no, I haven't seen Taylor Swift. What's going on? Next day, 100 people outside the hotel, and then you started to see, I guess, the photos that were coming in that were pretty inescapable in terms of, like, social media, yeah. they were on, they arrived, and they were, so then we're starting to piece together, like, oh, that man from the photo I saw in the elevator, and I was wondering why there was, like, a curly wire coming out like of his ear. Like, it was ear. Secret Service earpiece. Secret Service earpiece yeah. stuff, and at the time, I still didn't know what was happening and thought, like, someone, like, a president or something was staying here, Basically, a president was staying there because it turned out to be Taylor. I never saw her, right? Um, and to be perfectly honest, like I was on a vacation. <laughs> like that's so you not weren't my vibe. To even yeah. put,
1: like a glass on the wall just to hear any like mumbling. No, well. no because no, I feel like
2: listen, not me. As as public as it was, I feel like there's lines that you cross, and when you're staying close to someone who's having a romantic getaway, like, give them their space and let them do what they you want to do. You never
1: hoped for a minute that, like, an elevator when you, An elevator, you know, an elevator
2: no, because encounter. I almost felt like whoever's in charge of this machine, right. and by machine I mean the, the celebrity machine, like, the people surrounding it, the people coordinating the trips and the people yeah. coordinating her travel, like, it's a seamless operation in the sense that, like, She comes, she goes, you never see a thing, and yet she's everywhere. Right. Which is, like, a great team. She's a master. And so I always thought, like, you know what, when you have this kind of protection, like, I never expected to see her. I expected her to slip in and out in the, like, cover of darkness. Well, but they
1: weren't hiding. I mean, as you saw, as we've they all seen, those everywhere. pictures, they were snapped everywhere and kissing and caressing and hand holding. So do we think this is real? Because I don't I don't necessarily know if I have an opinion other than I
2: think that um uh, Tom Hiddleston's like a super wet noodle now. <laughs>
1: but other than that, I mean I- here's is it real? here's what I
2: think, whether it's real or not, what I think is amazing about this is getting to see the way that a mega celebrity courts someone. And by that I mean Hey, you wanna go to fucking Italy for the weekend? Let's jump on a plane yeah. and go to on Italy. On my private plane. And it's yeah. the whole concept of that kind of dating to yeah. me is like <laughs> yeah. amazing.
1: Well, I mean, and that's the thing like, she, we can all agree, despite the fact that he is in, I don't know, the internet's boyfriend or whatnot, mm. that he's barely in her stratosphere of celebrity stardom. And so he is getting a taste of, like, there are only probably maybe three or four at her level. Even if you don't like her. Even if you don't like her. You can't deny her fame. You cannot deny that she is at a certain stratus. Right? Yeah. Like, we are, I mean, at this point today, she's probably more famous and popular than Madonna.
2: That might be blasphemy for some people. I think in terms of, like, um, uh, fan pandemonium, Correct. I think you have the Madonna fans yeah. that will always be Madonna fans yeah. and they will always camp out no matter where yes. she's going. I think her interactivity with her fans and that level of loyalty and hysteria, I think, is next level.
1: Exactly. So she's kind of, as you said, invited him into this life. You know, I'm interested in you and this is what it means to be interested in me. We will go on a world tour. On a world tour. And when we go to Rome, this is what happens. And when we go to Australia, they break into the TV with
2: breaking news that we've arrived. That's what happened in Australia this week. I just think it's like, when you have... I think it's fun to see how people spend their cash. Like, Taylor does it in a way that, like, if I had that kind of money, I would probably do the yeah, same thing. I think thing. you would, too. Yeah, so I'm too gonna, i, I love to I love I've, to spend yes. money on friends. I love to spend money on experiences. Yeah, yeah. So her 4th of July party yes. was like... Mm, I mean, I, I threw I my agree. own very small version of this for my thirtieth birthday that Sasha was at. Yes, we went to Palm Springs. We went to FX. Palm Springs. I rented a, a house. We did a full weekend. It was a whole collection yes. of all my. We didn't
1: have like uniforms though. That's what that's what I don't like about her. It's Like everything. <laughs> I know, but like, Sasha. So if I had military. Taylor
2: Swift's money, there'd be. Uniforms.
1: Dan would make us. If Dan, yes, I think that if Dan I, I agree. Dan we of something. all of us would <laughs> make us. I would make it. Like, I
2: would strongly encourage. Yes. <laughs> The no, we there would be, like, so.
1: bags that were would be labeled part of Sasha's experience. bag, Laney's bag, and inside would be okay. things that Dan would need Necessities to... for the weekend. Correct. <laughs> um, and probably, like, pages of notes. Like, you need to know all the words to this song. Because in... we'll be singing
2: it later <laughs> okay. in, yes. a round, okay. in a three-part harmony. <laughs> Correct. So, if you don't want to participate, here's also a voucher to take an Get Uber. Get the
1: fuck home. <laughs> Okay, so you believe in Taylor and Tom, or you're I believe
2: in I believe in whatever sh- she wants it to be because I think you know what? Go for it. They're clearly having fun.
1: Do you think it's a romance though? I don't even know if I care to know. I think it's a know. romance. I think it within. I'm gonna say. Mm, let me think. Let me tap
2: into my inner what?
1: Five months over. Don't you Five think? Okay, here's sure. the thing. Here's
2: what I will say. Yeah. It's it's. I would kill to meet someone and be that into the person so quickly after getting out of another relationship. Like, I can barely get into one, let alone into one, out of one, and into another within, like, a certain period yeah, of time. Yeah,
1: spark, I mean, how many of us get to spark a new thing at the Met she Gala? She does all at the, the time. fucking Met Gala. But she does Do all you know the time. Mean? That's how she meets her dudes. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's, it's spring love all the time for Taylor Swift. But, I don't but, know. I, I know that's great. That's great. I don't even know why I dogging on that. That's fucking great. I, <laughs> Whatever you know talent what I mean? that is, great It's for
2: working. Yes. Whatever she's putting out there is working.
1: All right. You think it's fake, it, Sash. Dan doesn't give a shit. He just is living for it. Yes. Uh, Are you living for the tank top? The I Heart TS tank top in the water? Listen, is, is she it aggressive? For sure drew. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> it's a, it's an aggressive move. And you know what? Like if that's what it is, who knows? I could fall madly in love with someone tomorrow and you'll see me in some weird tank top like screaming on Toronto Island. <laughs> no one will document it, <laughs> but I'll be there. Who knows? I'm like I just get behind people who are passionate and excited to be Okay, in love,
1: are you even if Are you behind not. that photo of Ryan Reynolds in like the three couple like, All catalog shot. Is are that, you behind that? But
2: what the, what the media has presented to me, and again, I only go off of what I see. <laughs> what people tell you. Yeah. <laughs> what the media has presented is, like, he looks, like, slightly uncomfortable in these situations. Slightly. No? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I just don't know that he's been fully educated in how you behave when you are in that circle. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, he seems to be still a novice. Everybody, Kara, Gigi, you know, everybody has the visuals, the mm. smiles, the expressions, all of that down. Ryan seems like a total novice. He's like, what the fuck am I doing here? But okay. Well, because it's
2: probably a very
1: intense
2: thing. Totally. It's you're not allowed intense. to take
1: a nap. I don't think you're allowed to take of a nap when not. you're invited to, to that party, which is what I think the difference between you, Dan, and Taylor Swift
2: is. No, I think no you would let us take with, a nap. No, no, you would. No. I get mad. No, I take naps. no, he doesn't like naps. But I will say there would be allotted <laughs> periods of time where people could, if it's in the schedule for you, you to rest. Yeah, will your you build
1: eyes? in time you for nap?
2: People a window of like breathing room, free zone. <laughs> if you want to nap, if you want to go back in the pool, if you want to get s- snap. That's out built on the beach, into the schedule. That's built in like do free you, time. Do you distribute daily schedules? Like no, but there's a general idea. There's about a general error of that run. schedule. <laughs> Maybe you discuss it vaguely over breakfast. <laughs> but I'm not regimented. I just like to have some semblance of order. It's planned fun. I love
1: it. It's great. You get it's the, the most out of planned best. fun. You're third- Listen, I love plans. I love being, uh, having a schedule. I love being on time. I, I loved love your plans. birthday. All right. So what we've learned today is that Dan Levy and Taylor Swift have the host hostess thing in common as well.
2: as I can definitely love for vibe life. her, her, you know, her excitement about providing an experience for people. Great. And if I were at that 4th of July party, I would look like a freak because I'd just be,
1: <laughs> You'd be uh,
2: I'd be like going <laughs> be down all that slide. In. All in, all in, fully committed.
1: Oh okay. God, so it. are we ready to get into some questions and answering? Absolutely. Okay. Dear Sasha and Lainey, and now Dan, I'm 27, living in the city, and my relationship with friends has always been very select. I've never been in a situation where me and my eight very close girlfriends can't decide on which bar to hit up on a weekend, or whose turn it is to make reservations, and the best new uh, restaurant in town. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I have a couple of very close girlfriends who have all come into my life through different paths, childhood, university, etc., My issue with these friends is that over the last few years, they all seem to be too broke to leave their house on the weekend and go out with me. We've never been the type to discuss money or our financial situations, but we are all working stable full-time jobs and have been over the last few years. I completely understand if they're going through a rough part in their lives. One of them is getting married later this year and just bought a house. But this has been going on for a few years now, plus it's extremely frustrating when I see them spend money on other wants and expenses that are not necessities. It comes across as them choosing these expenses over spending time with me. Furthermore, I myself am not in a financial situation where I can spend hundreds of dollars a weekend, but I'm even turned down if I suggest drinks at some dive bar down the street and I'm getting tired of just going over to their house and sitting on the couch all night getting to the point where I'm backing off inviting them to anything. I'm not sure if this makes a difference, but they are in serious relationships and I am not. So a Friday or Saturday night where I could throw on a bit more makeup than usual and my leather jacket wouldn't hurt. I don't want it to come across as this is the only reason I want to get out of the house on a weekend, but it would just give me something to look forward to after a long work week and would be good for my well, my mental well-being. Our typical Monday morning conversation, what did you do this weekend? Nothing. Stayed in and watched Netflix. Is getting old. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I could use a weekend staying in and doing nothing. But now I'm at the point where it's probably becoming too infrequent that it is unhealthy. What can I say to them? Sincerely, all my friends are mean and poor. Okay. Well.
2: This has struck a very <laughs> close nerve for me. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, dare I, dare I lead on this? Please. Please. Please, that's why you're here. I, I am mostly single. What that what that means in terms of my priorities is a whole other podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm like a very happy person. I'm yeah. happy with my life. I like it. I like what I'm doing. If someone can fit into this life that I've made for myself, great. If they can't, so be it. Yeah. I do feel like there have been points in my life where a lot of my friends have gotten in, coupled off. And the balance changes. I think anytime you have a close group of friends, you can never expect the norm because it's constantly in a state of flux. People you can never are,
1: expect the same. You can never expect the same the yeah.
2: kind of friendship yeah. forever. Yeah. It's always going to change. Yes. And I have gone through phases where I feel like my friends aren't caring about me in yeah. the way that I wanted to. And that comes with being a single person. That comes with thinking only about what you want what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to live, and you don't have the perspective of someone who's in a relationship, who has different financial goals. And as a result, I've realized that it really is sort of a choose-your-own-adventure. And by that I mean you have to create the happiness for yourself. You can't rely on anyone to do that for you. So if you're unhappy with your group of friends because they're not wanting to spend money, look at that situation, Look at how they're choosing to spend their time and spend their money. And it's not on you. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that you have to reprioritize how you see these friends and how you want to interact with them. And I certainly don't think you can expect all of them at once to fulfill your needs. I would suggest, if you're trying to have a more active social life, maybe pull one or two aside at a time and say, hey let's do something because I feel like I would love to go out. Why don't three of us go out on a weekend? It's easier to convince one or two people to go out with you than it is the entire yeah. gaggle of friends. Yeah. Um, and I also think honesty is a really important thing because I think a lot of people who are in relationships don't have that same perspective that you do. They don't have the awareness that you are on your own feeling things that they're not seeing. So, you're not doing yourself any favors by not being honest with your friends. And I've had to have these conversations with friends where it's like, I'm feeling bummed out. I'm feeling sort of lonely. Where's the middle ground here? Can you help me? Can you be a little more aware? And it usually solves itself, I uh, think. I mean, I think you really, I mean, you really wrap
1: this one up. Everything that I would want to say you said really eloquently. Because I do think that is the problem um, a lot of the time is, yeah, you, you want... The hope in a perfect world is that your friendships will be the same way as they were in the early 20s, right? Like you, they'll go forever. You're gonna be BFFs forever. But yeah, people's lives change, people's um, way of living evolves, and and I do and I do think that that's really important to have that honest discussion, especially because I'm I'm to blame too. Like when I got in a relationship, I had fucking you know Dan, we mean, should a-
2: just say it right now that <laughs> Sasha hasn't left her house in, in seven years.
1: Probably, yeah. <laughs> and- yeah. We're all
2: very close friends. And I said I've to been Sasha- in, I've been
1: in lockdown and the key is like- I've today. eaten the key. It's gone. I'm not going I mean, leaving my house. She was like,
2: oh, I haven't seen your apartment. I'm like, no, you haven't. So,
1: <laughs> no, you we haven't. should also say that it went from like, because when you were talking and when I was reading this letter, I remembered that Sasha and our other friend, Amy- and our other friend, you guys used to live in this, like, party complex. Do you remember that party complex? Yes, of course. And there would be these great parties. I think Yasik even came, on to, came to one of Yes, he's nodding. One of these parties, there's a keg. There's mm-hmm. a few keg ones. I didn't even live in Toronto at that time. And I remember these, like, epic, awesome, we fun nights. every, every, every goddamn night. Literally every, every night. night. And then as soon as you and Corey got together, it was like, well, I wouldn't say as it was soon, but not very, soon, but very but soon after. Very soon after. It evolved, as yeah. you say. It evolved. And I also, when I think about it, I'm like, I've done everything that I've wanted to do partying-wise. Like, I I was spent. I wanted to wave the white flag after a while. I was like, I'm done partying. I'm like, what my next phase is, is a lockdown. Like, lockdowns. I've always been a homebody, too, right? Like, I love being in my pajamas, watching TV. That is like fucking what my spirit asks me to do every second of every day. Now, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that is the evolution. But my bad is that um, I, I, I wasn't cognizant of my single friends. And I do think that that's what you have to do when you're, when you're a good friend and you're in a big group of friends. You do need to reach out to your single friends.
2: because but it's hard. Like in defense of you, which it's a rare occasion. Yes, <laughs> that you take my back. <laughs> that's that. true. But I do feel like... And maybe this has come with age because I do feel like in your 20s, you're a little bit more passionate about how you feel. And it's not necess- it doesn't come with that grain of salt or it yeah. doesn't come with that level of self awareness where you're realizing, okay, everyone has their own life and that's okay. You have very, I, I think the biggest thing for me, and this is going to sound terrible, but it's actually not, you can't place expectations on your friends. And I say this like it, it sounds controversial because I do feel like. Inherently, there is a relationship there with your Mm. friends. Expectations imply something more. Do you know what I mean? Am I articulating myself here at all? I feel like all the problems I've ever had with friends have been based on expectations that I have had of them. Mm -hmm. This friend should be aware of how I feel. This friend should be seeing me socially at least once a week. This friend should be aware of my feelings all the time. And the reality is, maybe they should. But it's also not their responsibility because we're all adults and we're all going through and we're this life living our lives. on our own. Yeah. So the key for me has been to vocalize because nothing is more burdensome than resentment. Oh, amen. Yeah. So instead of carrying that weight, it's so much easier, especially if you have good friends. Like, listen, that's the testament of a bad friendship is not being able to pull someone aside and say, this is how I'm feeling how do you feel in regards to my problem?
1: And you can sniff the resentment off uh, uh, our uh, reader. And you become can, But you can feel that, right? Like yeah. even the way she signed her name and she's like, fuck, I just want to put my leather jacket on, where are my I fucking I don't want to go to your house and yeah. hang yeah. out. Yeah. You, you can feel that bubbling up. So that's a really important thing that you're bringing up, which is, yeah, like you have to talk about those things so that it doesn't create further problems
2: down the road with and your you friendship. Just, and it, it, I mean, it's cyclical in the sense that like, you expect these things of your friends. They don't happen. You don't confront them about them. You become angry. Then people can sp- feel that. You're vibing. And then no one wants to hang anger, out. And no one wants to hang yeah. out with you even more. Yeah. So realistically, there are probably conversations happening with those friends saying, why is she so angry? Why is she so on edge when it comes yeah. to us why making she such a buzzkill? social choices? Yeah. And the reality is the more approachable you make yourself, the more people will want to accommodate. What do you make of the money issue? Well, it's, it's, a stri- it's a tricky situation because for me, I've been fortunate enough to have some great jobs and I've yeah. had a st- steady salary for a long time. So, a lot f- in, in times where I feel like certain friends are going through financial rough patches, I will, if I want to go out for dinner, I'll say, let me take you out for dinner. Yeah. And that person might.
1: Uh, have I? I've never had that
2: before. <laughs>
1: <What>? uh- <laughs> You do that with your friends? I've taken
2: you out for dinner before. Uh,
1: eat shit. No, you haven't. Eat uh, shit? Yes I have. Remember today when at brunch you told me to I'm fucking not paying for your stupid brunch? You made told me drive me, all the way to school. He stupid told me Leslie he had Bill. to pay three dollars to take out some money out of the machine. He First said, of you're of gonna cover that, right? <laughs> You're going to cover the $3 fucking bank fee. First so of no, all. No, he has not taken me, me out provide for fucking some dinner. some
2: context with that fucking serpentine got that to just the, came we out. We just got to get to the no, next we question. Don't. Sasha Tom. <laughs> Sasha, Sorry. speaking of friends that don't give an ounce, <laughs> moved all the way to one end of the city, never makes an effort to see her She's friends. She's in the East End, too. No, but she was here a long time. Wasn't she? We no, were here before? she just moved here like...
0: Three years years Anyway, ago. for the
2: sake of this argument, <laughs> Sasha moved all the way away, and then anytime you call her, she's always like, what about around the corner from my house? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess I'll get in a car and I drive for half an there. hour. You refuse to go anywhere. You never anywhere. leave your house. Yes. So we were playing on a bit, Amy and I, when we showed up to brunch today, because we're like, not only do we have to fucking drive to you... Now you're Ten making minutes. us eat at a goddamn restaurant that's cash
1: only. I love how like of three people your, your commute was the closest. Yes, you're right. Two uh, other no, people no. no. I go. say, hey, listen. Well, if you look at our text messages I said, I'll so go wherever we but saying, do you want breakfast, we Paso? Saying, if you want breakfast then we're going to have to come to the but East it End. It was a
2: joke when we showed up <laughs> and we're like, now where do we get our, we have to go to some fucking bank machine? Thanks, Sash. They're East
1: End snobs. Uh, Anyways. Um, our friendship's great though. We communicate very well. Clearly. clearly. <laughs> okay so in short pull aside one or two friends at a time just be honest be honest and
2: Um, if if you have eight friends undoubtedly one of them will do something with you and I also think because again I'm single and you want to book your week book your fucking week call one of your friends and say what are you doing on Monday night can't do Monday do Tuesday call another friend say what are you doing this week and if it takes eight friends to make five days worth of plans then you have basically your whole week planned.
1: And it doesn't hurt to kind of extend your friend group too, right? Part of it is meeting other people and putting yourself in spaces where, you know, whatever, doing other extracurricular activities where you meet other people that are single. And I also and feel
2: like hang people have like extraneous groups of, like there are certain friends that I go to when I want to do things that, yes, mine, that yeah. Sasha wouldn't want to do, which is basically anything. <laughs> um, but there are certain friends that we have on reserve and they're fine. They're like orbit friends that you call up and say, hey, do you want to do this? And they will inevitably say yes. Got You know it. what I mean?
1: All right. Well, good luck. Um, all my friends are mean and poor. Yes. They that were means-
2: referring to Sasha in the mean part. of it. <laughs> All my friends are mean.
1: Okay. Here's our next
2: one. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Hey, Sasha, I'm in a bit of a pickle here. My mother and older sister have not talked for quite a few years. My mother created a deep life of lies within my family that led to her leaving my father, walking out on my family. My sister became a mother figure and friend to me and has done so much to help me excel and succeed since this event, and I will be forever grateful for that. Now, in a better place, I have chosen to forgive my mother and try to rekindle whatever relationship I can. My sister and my mother have not spoken still, though, for years. My mother was adopted and recently found out her family heritage and our background, something my sister and I have always wanted to know. My mother told me, but she asked me not to tell my sister. She says if my sister will not speak to her after my mother has apologized so many times, that she does not need to, do- to know about my mother's life and this discovery. <sighs> I am torn between keeping my mother's secrets again or giving my sister information she has always wanted. Please help. Oh, that's, I'm so I, yeah. sorry to you, first of all. She didn't leave a name, so can we just give her one? What are you what stuck do you think? in the middle? Stuck in the middle. I mean, I was thinking of like a real person's name, but oh, okay. Jan- Janice. Janice. Janice it okay. Is. So Janice it is. So I feel terrible for Janice. This yeah. is like a obviously shitty, shitty, like. And these, rock I mean, this is one of those situations
2: where I have to like preface and just say, like, whatever I say in response to your predicament is, a, is merely a suggestion and, you know. Of course. Mm-hmm. It, because this is sort of really intense stuff, and I think when it comes to family dynamics, they're so, they're, so much, they're so fingerprinty in the sense that everyone's family is different. Everyone, you know, we don't know the way that you guys in, c- communicate within your family. Yeah. So it's hard to sort of impart mm-hmm. a- any kind of advice. But for the sake of conversation, my knee-jerk reaction yeah. is that I don't think it's fair for the mom to do this. I think you make your choices, and sometimes those choices leave lasting scars. Yeah. You can't expect just because you've said sorry after having, you know, actions speak louder than words, I think, in this specific case, and saying, I'm sorry, does not necessarily- doesn't cut it. Cut it. Or guarantee an an acceptance of your apology. Like, I mean,
1: I think that that's the thing. When you say sorry to somebody, you're- you're expressing your remorse, mm-hmm. but it never comes with an exchange of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like, otherwise, then I feel like the sorry means a little less. Like, oh, you only mean it if I'm going to forgive you? Don't you just want to mean it?
2: And I also feel like, again, acting on the apology. Like, there are ways of rebuilding. It's up to someone to forgive or not to forgive, but it doesn't necessarily sound like there has been a lot of movement in terms of physically rebuilding a relationship. Resting a laurel on an I'm sorry in this kind of context I don't think justifies the sister who clearly had a more intimate experience with this trauma. I don't think it it allows the, the mother to be making these kind of demands. It feels childish on the mom's part to be saying, well, I said, sorry, now you can't tell this information. It's and like, now no, I have no, no, no. this huge,
1: huge secret. that You I don't, have yeah, yeah. done some
2: pretty serious shit to your family. You are not one to be making demands. My personal recommendation would be to share the information. I totally agree. Because I, I, your allegiance at this point yeah. is to your sister. Your mom has a lot of work to do. Yeah. And at this point, she has no power over what you can and can't do because she was not there.
1: Also, so. if their sister, if the sister and mother haven't talked in years, then they haven't talked in years, and they probably won't talk for a few more years. Mm-hmm. So it's like if
0: ever again. Yeah.
1: So it's like pass on the fucking information. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and in a way, it might help rebuild. Like I don't know what that information is, but if there's a chance that passing that information on to well, it's clearly something
1: so important that they've always wanted to know. Would so, help, then yeah.
2: maybe it will help in terms of providing some kind of context for why the mom acted the way that she well, acted. Well, the mom
1: sounds like she's also dangling this, like using it as a lure. You feels know, I want to get petty. to my yeah. first daughter. I'm going to hold this back as a lure to get her to come back into my it life. It feels
2: manipulative.
1: It is manipulative. I totally agree with you that she should share with her sister. I just... In that sense, though, it's manipulative and it's also really heartbreaking. Like, that's the only Mm. thing that she's holding, this mother, that she feels that could tempt, for lack of a better word, her oldest child, Mm. her daughter, to come back to her. Like, in a way she feels like if but she it's keeps vindictive. holding... It's a vindictive yeah, temptation. I, I feel like by withholding she, the information, I don't think you're that's an olive... That. It's on an olive branch. I don't I, think she's using I, I that, don't that agree. as an like, olive I mean, branch. I mean, sorry, I, I agree with you. Oh, I okay. think that it's vindictive. I think it's manipulative, but I also think it's quite heartbreaking that you know she, she is so, in a way, in her own way, in her own misguided way, she's desperate to get mm-hmm. a relationship with this child that she's so desperate to have a relationship with this child who doesn't want a relationship with her that she's holding something back in the hopes
2: of like luring
1: right. her back. There's something very heartbreaking right. there.
2: Absolutely, I think any kind, any time that a, a a family is not talking to one another, there's like it's so it's so against what should be the case. It's mm-hmm. like a mother should be talking to her daughter. That should should be how it goes. Yeah. So anytime that's fragmented or fractured or people aren't speaking within a family, and maybe it's because I have such a loving family that, for me, the idea of living a life without talking to a, a family member is a really devastating thing. Yeah. That said, I don't think she should feel guilty about acting on what her gut is telling her to do. And I feel like if your gut is, is in line, is telling you to provide the information to your sister, like, this has been a figure in your life who's provided support Mm-hmm. And maturity in a parental sense that you weren't getting from your mother. And I think to come back into your life and to reveal certain information and then ask you to sit on it, it just feels, it doesn't feel right to me. No, it's and shitty. It's,
1: it's shitty that she's not only, yeah, dangling this carrot to the sister, but then also putting her other daughter in the middle. Yeah, it's and all making, it's not like passing good. the burden. And that's just so unfair. And so, Janice, don't think you need to ever carry the burden and baggage to no. someone else. So, you know as we were saying about the last the the last question which is like be truthful always be honest yeah. just honesty seriously is the best yeah. policy it just is free your soul of any yeah. of that bullshit because it won't do you any good um, and yeah. it'll fracture your relationship with your sister like and she has be so good, but she'll... let me walk you through this practically so we yeah. all three agree that Janice should tell her sister yes does then Janice tell her mother that she's yes. told her and sister yes and this is why yes. okay. because
2: i feel like if you were to approach your mother And say, I feel like I have to tell my sister this is why she's been around, you haven't, this, you know, in a way that is supportive. I don't think it should feel combative, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like that conversation should happen. It's like, you've given me this information. This is crucial information. This is information that my sister and I have always wanted. I can't not share this information with her. Mm -hmm. And if the mother responds in a way that is poisonous, then that's th- those are the true colors. No parent should ever put their children in the, this kind of situation. Yeah. So if her reaction to Janice telling her sister is to say, how dare you, I've apologized, I'm in this, there's been very little change on her part, I yeah. think. Right. And that, to me, is the most telling sign of all of this.
1: But that, to me, is what we probably have to start preparing Janice for. Absolutely. So... Given that, you know, all of us feel like Janice owes it to her sister and then should be honest with her mother, Janice, out there, I think that you also need to steel yourself for your mother's reaction.
2: And And also know that if she reacts badly to it, that it's not your fault. Yep. And any kind of... And I understand the vulnerability of wanting to rebuild a relationship. Like, everyone sort of walks with a light foot around... Certain relationships that they're in the midst of rebuilding. But I do feel like with something like this, with this kind of information, like if this is a make or break with your mother who's been away and has done such damage to your family, she wasn't meant to come back into your life in a substantial way.
1: Yeah, she hasn't done
2: the work. She hasn't done the work on herself.
1: Yeah. So, Janice, tell your sister and don't feel bad if your mother freaks out. This is the right thing to do because that relationship with your sister is the one that's been whole. Mm -hmm. all along and deserves
2: your protection. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I think if you look at something objectively, who's done more for you? It's been clear that this sister has stepped up to the plate and taken care of her younger sister in ways that her mother chose not to do.
1: Correct. Janice, good luck. Thanks for writing in. if you have anything else, let us know. But yeah, good luck. And, you know, it's great that you have an older sister that's taking care of you like this. Okay. Here's our last question, dearest Sasha. Sasha's a dearest. It's oh, a very she nice dearest. Think. Sasha so hmm. soon. <laughs> says this person, not you. <laughs> dearest Sasha, what's your take on farting or going to the bathroom with your significant other? I've been dating my boyfriend for eight months, and he lets it all hang out. And I was brought up in a fairly strict Vietnamese family where that kind of behavior wasn't talked about or anything we did publicly in our family home. I wouldn't say I'm a prude. I just don't think I need to share that side of myself. I'm not sure what my question exactly is other than I would love to get your opinion on it. Thanks in advance, Jay. Okay. Which is your favorite topic. (laughs) Farting and and shitting and and bodily functions. Let me just say
2: this. This has nothing to do with upbringing. This has everything to do with you not wanting your fucking boyfriend to shit and fart in your face. And that is your right Raise that flag and fucking wave it because oh, Yes, go on. Well, she's trying to provide an excuse as to why she doesn't want to see her boyfriend shit in front saying, of her. And you're saying, yeah, you shouldn't and I'm want to see that. if you don't want to see your boyfriend shit in front of you, don't have your boyfriend shit in front but of he you. Want, but he lives that life of just shitting and farting everywhere. You so what, that's how do you inv- tell? That's so you what say I would call no? Yeah, that's aggressive behavior. Okay. Shitting in front of someone is aggressive behavior. <laughs> That's fucking aggressive. Okay, like I don't think he's like
1: shitting in the living room while she's watching TV. Yeah, he's I do he's like fucking like, I, like you How know? about this?
2: <laughs> Close Even the door. leaving the door open yes, okay, while I'm you're thinking taking it a shit is fucking aggressive. <laughs> Why? Because it doesn't give someone the choice. <laughs> okay. Give I, so you need to have the choice when it comes to fart and shit. Okay. So you would <laughs> like your partner to be like, "I've got a fart. Are you okay with no. that?" No. I do think that there's a conversation that can be had. And I think usually that conversation happens quite early in a relationship where you sort of say, you know what? Don't do that. That's not... We have a mutual friend. I'm not going to say his name, but because who knows who's listening. (laughs) I don't want to be... That person, yeah. But he was in the very early stages or just was having a casual thing with someone (laughs) who... uh, excused himself from bed with our friend mm-hmm. to go home to take a shit. I believe I'm getting the story right. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. I can't remember whether he left the room to take a shit in our friend's bathroom <laughs> right. or whether he actually just, it was the actual vocalizing of saying, like, I gotta Pardon go me. and take a shit. Right. Um, it left such a scarring effect <laughs> on our friend that for the longest time, the guy's nickname was like "shit stop" or something. Like I want to say there was like some nickname with "shit" in it, right? Because the association uh, of like no longer was that person seen as a sexual object; it was instead like a poop emoji, a all human the time. vessel for feces. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, but okay, but I I don't understand because he excused himself.
2: Like what's he supposed to, to do, do his who? thing, no, and then he's he being what, held gotta, against him? Listen, I'm if I'm like sleeping with someone, my impulse is to not be like, hey, like, peace out, gotta go home and shit. <laughs> like, again, What are you That's gonna aggressive. do, though?
1: That's not giving someone choice. That is not aggressive, Dan. Depending- have you never uh- had to take a shit when you've been oh, with someone? Sasha, I have shit
2: all over oh, the place. Okay. That has nothing to do with this. First of okay. all, this conversation has gone- is okay. very off-brand yes. for me. <laughs> Okay. But I will say, yes. yes, people are very sensitive to it, and that's fine. Yeah. In the same way that people are not sensitive to it, I don't like gross smells. Yeah. That, so yes. for me, that, in the same way that it does for our friend, creates an association that, in certain relationships, and I know a lot of people that react the same way. Like, yeah. once you associate someone with the smell of human Feces. fecal matter, <laughs> yeah. it changes things. So that's why I think a lot of people keep their poops and their farts separate from their partner because they don't necessarily want to do that. I think that's fine. Some people would be like, eh, fuck it, shit all over the place. Great. That's not (laughs) not what I want.
1: That's the same with me. I have been with Corey for like nine years. And that is something... Him, including all my past boyfriends, that's not something that I've ever enjoyed. I don't want, as you said...
2: Corey strikes me as a very clean person that doesn't want... You to associate him with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: and I respect that. All my past boyfriends have not respected that. Um, and it's the same thing. Like you were saying, I don't I can nec- actually
2: picture Corey sitting here having this conversation being like, I don't want to shit in front of my wife. No, it's
1: not, I, it's not anything that I want to see. And it's not anything, and it's not, same with our reader. It's not like I'm a prude or anything. I just don't want to, it actually makes me angry if I have to smell someone's fart. And they, yes, haven't asked me that they're going to do it. It's like um, it's like a pummeling of your olfactory senses. It's not fair. I really do. I it actually makes me very mad um, when that happens. Obviously, if that's you just have fascinating to me. If it you, has to happen, like if you have like stomachache and that just sh- that has to happen, you have to like run to the bathroom. I was, I will and say, listen, I went to Mexico and I had like yes. food poisoning. There was no getting around the fact that I was like literally shizzing everywhere. There was like unfortunately, both we were of sick, you actually. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was fine in those circumstances. But if you're just like free willing, like. Dumping everywhere and like farting everywhere. I, that's not. I don't like that. That's I not think cute you for have me. To,
2: it, but there are couples that are totally. It right. really is dependent on the person. But I think if you are someone that does not like that, but I've been
1: with all my past nip boyfriends. It in the bud. All my past boyfriends but, have been. Then like, what did you say to them? Like uh, in, to help Jay out here, so yeah, she is with. Right, she's been with a right. guy for eight months. He, I guess, fucking farts and shits or talks about his farts and shits yeah. in front of her. So now at eight months, what does she do?
0: What did I mean, you. I, do? I don't know. What did you do? It,
1: did the, you just eat it, like, or did you, you yeah, actually? Parts, literally. Did you uh, articulate? I really don't appreciate. Oh yeah, this. I would be like, that's really gross. Don't do that.
2: Did it you just, say it in a way that was like, ha
1: ha? No, I would. But they you laid down the law. It's always those people. It's always those kind of guys or what girls who find it so funny. You know those ones. But that, that that's just. Where, uh, that's where.
2: So, that's what I'm saying. It's so like, they don't take
1: you, my anger seriously. They never took my anger seriously. Right. So. Well, I, that's the thing. And my experience is the same as Sasha's. Yassik doesn't take this seriously. Like, every... And he is sitting here right now, and that's... Throughout our relationship, he has basically... He texts me during his shits. Oh, that's Yassick, he, he He will text me... Yeah, we have been married 15 years. We've been together for 16 years. He will... I will check my phone. I'll be at work, and then he'll be like... Guess what I... Like, I just laid down the fucking craziest turd. Seriously. <laughs> he
2: uses the word turd a lot. He well, loves... Well, turd, food. I will say, is puts a cartoonish <laughs> yeah.
1: on yeah. the
2: experience.
1: Fine. Okay, but throughout our relationship, he knows that, like, I hate when he traps me. So, trapping would mean he has... Well, um, that's
2: aggression. It, it is. It has been aggression.
1: And so you know what, I have been, like you Sasha, annoyed. I've asked him not to do it, he laughs. And then, you know, when you're in love with someone and they laugh, you You kind of laugh, laugh. right? And so, you start laughing, you can't get mad, because it's not like, it's not an offense, it's not a crime. Like an elite,
2: like I feel like. So then you start (laughs) laughing,
1: and then he, because he sees I'm laughing, he thinks it's funny, and this has
2: continued. Right, maybe it's because I'm an actor. (laughs) I feel like I could lay down a law and terrify someone from never doing it again.
1: I've done it. And so I will give you... I will give Jay one of my tips. Okay. And this worked for, like, probably two months.
2: Threatened divorce? No. Okay. Threaten
1: what sex. I did... <laughs> what I did after a particularly egregious uh, fart or shit... I can't remember what it was because the ASIC's full of those. Um, I... Took out a tampon. Oh my God! What? And what?
2: This is not where I saw the And snapped it right on time. the
1: face with a bloody tampon. I suffice. I will not provide. I provided him evidence of what happens to me every month in the form of a tampon. And that was my revenge for all the times I mean, that, that the turds oh, that's an and the shits. And. Now, and that helped, that bought me about two months. Like that scarred him for that long. And then when like I feel like that the memory of that started receding, he started becoming like he started getting more comfortable with it. But he has never so then, now he apologizes every time he farts. So what you're saying is yes.
2: I've learned a lot. Um, today <laughs> I don't know. This was just ask. a piece of advice that I'm sharing saying, with Jay. So then if I were to be, if I were to be Jay and I were to listen. <laughs>
1: Ha <laughs> yeah. ha. We're the BJ. Anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, what you're saying is people won't change. So fart and poop people are not going to change. And I guess what you can try to do is curb them. But going forward with this, Jay, please know through this wonderful story yeah. we were just told <laughs> that things probably won't change. So if this is a make or break for you in terms of mm. this being your husband or not. Know that things will probably not change unless, I guess, you threaten him with a bloody tampon. Uh, or <laughs> that's what we've learned. I here. was gonna say oh. just breaking up. Oh, oh okay. So, like I can't do this anymore. Right. Um, but I don't know how. Is
1: that a good reason to that's break up a, with some, I'm someone? I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that's, listen, if it's a make I'm or break. Trying to figure that's what out I'm like saying. how much yes. this
2: means to the person because Jay wrote in yes. about right. the problem. Yes. Correct. So I'm just saying like, listen, there's some people who are really phobic of poop stuff yeah and if this is something that you're seriously writing into us to say like what should i do what should i do yeah. like clearly some people are comfortable about it and they don't have the sensitivity chip to say like i'm gonna not fart in front of you so
0: that's from fair. what we've that's learned good. from laney
2: <laughs> these people from what we've learned from Yassick. <laughs>
1: They exist.
2: (laughs) Um, These people are going to be who they are, and there's very little change from what I have gathered from this conversation.
1: In my experience, and clearly in Sasha's experience, like I would love to believe that.
2: Let's have. Let's the two of us walk down to a naturopath and get an allergy test.
1: (laughs) Stop (laughs) eating dairy and gluten. gluten. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Who knows?
1: I yeah. I would love to believe they could have that conversation, and then he Jay's boyfriend would look at her and be like hey, it's been eight months. And I'm going to plug it out. No, up. I, you, mm. you you mean so much to me that you will never hear me talk. I am going
2: talk. to quit dairy for I'm
1: gonna, Right. I would love to believe. And Jay, if that, try that. And then if that doesn't work, maybe try my method. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's layers. You have the conversation. If Hopefully he doesn't do it. Hopefully he's
2: prepared for that method.
1: Second, bloody tampon. Third, if it's make or break, then it's a break. Listen, then find I, think your, the,
2: I would say to like, Wrap this all up in one theme. Do you? And if someone can fit into that world, great. And if it's a huge problem and you don't feel right about it, make your decision. Here's the
1: thing, though. Like, I just want to say that I love talking about shit. My own shit. I just don't want to share it with you. Like I would, this is this is how it goes with like. Okay, wait. Fuck! An I'm there's fucking an constipated. Addendum and, to this: I haven't taken that's a shit in right like now. three days. This is a very common conversation that I have with Sasha yes. with uh-huh. many people. Sure. Fuck! I haven't taken a shit in three days. Uh-huh. Oh, I feel so good because I finally took a shit. Whatever. But I'm not going to invite Sasha to over look at it ...afterwards right. and be like, "Can you smell it? Because I just took a great <laughs> shit." Which is. Yeah. So you have some great. I is love talking about like I'm upset because I um I am I'm I'm not like, constipated. I sure. have Yeah, I only have yeah, like yeah. the most I go a week is if I'm lucky three times a week.
2: And I you know if wow. if, if this is now just a full share <laughs> Yeah. Movie, <laughs> I went through a very sensitive period in high school where who knew what was going on. I think it was IBS. I don't really know. And this is like there is a freedom in owning up to the fact that you're going to do something. Within a certain friend circle, oh, correct, yeah, I feel yeah, very yes, free yes. if I've had dominoes and things are going south. Yes. Right. I feel free and yes. I think that's a wonderful you thing. You and I have my talked about it yes. to my friends yes. and say, like, I'm gonna be back in maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Abstract talk about is, it is good. This yes. is a yes. full yes. colonic. That's yeah.
1: going to go down <laughs> here. Also, everybody should flush twice. Everybody needs to look behind them. People don't do that. Oh my god! Have you never god. been in a women's bathroom? It is like the grossest thing in the entire How world. How hard is it to turn around <laughs> and look and look at the clean bowl and see yeah. whether or not you've left evidence? Yasek.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh, gross, Yasek. What do you just... mean? Are we talking about like? It oh, doesn't I thought go you down all... or are we talking some... about some remnants?
1: Oh I can't. No, this now this is now this is getting into girls. I of don't wanna know. Some dinner while you're listening to this. <laughs> some eliminations need a multiple flush. Of course. We've all been there. But I'm sh- I'm shocked at how few people or how many yeah. people don't turn around and be like, This is a multiple flush elimination. But I think
2: if we're actually to go into the like psychological ramifications of what defecating does. Or implies, um, there is shame associated with pooping. There's yes. shame associated mm. with leaving things behind in a toilet. I don't know. listen. We're getting heady now, but I'm just saying, like, if culture was different and we were, I don't know. But then, I'm,
1: if there's shame, why aren't they getting rid of it? Because maybe they feel they don't feel shame. They just want to run out. They're the like, door. listen,
2: I did this. There's a couple skitties left on the and <laughs> they're like in the bowl. Whatever. I
1: got to take off. Okay. I would
2: never do that.
1: Okay. Anyway. I leave a polished
2: bowl. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You don't poo. You don't poo. I've never in my life. Never. Never. All right. That's it for today. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at com And leave your comments and reviews on iTunes. And thank you so much, Dan Levy. And we love you. when I
2: showed up today, I had no idea we'd be... Talking about what we just talked about. I know. So this has been a treat.
1: Okay, good dinner's on you, right? (laughs) Uh Huh?